You are now tuned in to the Conversations with Christ podcast. This is Cortez. And this is Cassie. And this podcast is meant to discuss everyday topics from the perspective of a Christian couple. From relationships to prayer, we'll explore how faith guides our journey, aiming to offer comfort and encouragement to our listeners. Although we are not pastors, counselors, therapists, or life coaches, we hope that you are encouraged and can learn and grow from our experiences, our advice, and our testimonies. We hope that you connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at ConversationsWChrist or on X at ComboswChrist. You can also find us on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Some, we found some good, a good article, um, they, <coughs> excuse me, um, called Gratitude and Anxiety to be less anxious and to be more grateful. Um, and it was written by um, a national certified counselor. Her name is Tanya J. Peterson. Um, and she discussed how gratitude and anxiety come from the same area of the brain. Um, they're, they're the feelings that occur in the same part of the brain and are released in the same part. Oh, sorry, we said that. And they are um, complete, op- yet, although they are released in the same part of the, of the brain, they're complete opposites. So anxiety um, can be known as like feelings of worry uh, from things that have already happened or, or things that are going to happen and yeah. having fear in those things um, where and as you can see it's things that it's either the past or the future gratitude is being in the now so like being grateful for things that you currently have having thanksgiving um, for your situation so if you ever feel like um, you are anxious it's good to start um, going through things that you are grateful for because the fact that they happen in the same part of the brain, they can't coexist. So um, you're either one or the other. You're either anxious or you you have gratitude. You can't be anxious and have gratitude at the same time. So um, the article discussed how if you are feeling anxious, a way to kind of calm your nerves is to just start running through different things that you're grateful for. Um, And it's not like something that you can just like, it's not, you can't just sit there and just like, say like, okay, well, like you actually have to feel it. Mm -hmm. You have to feel like really sit and it takes practice and um, you actually have to feel it in, in your heart that, okay, like, you know, I am grateful for my home. I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful, you know, that I was able to eat out, like just like little things and constantly run through those things. Um, slowly and it, it does work and I actually tried it um actually a few I think it was a month or two ago I was having I was having an anxiety attack and I literally it was while I was in bed and I literally was laying down and I told you the next day it actually worked I was laying down and I was trying so hard to run through scripture and I was trying to read I just wanted an easy fix so I wasn't really putting my heart into it I was just reading things and like I was like asking God, like, God, please remove this from me. Like I was praying, but it wasn't working. It wasn't until like, okay, I quiet, like I tried to like quiet myself, relax. I laid down and then I started to run through different things that I was grateful for. And I fell asleep and I fell asleep while doing it. 
And I woke up in the morning and I was like, wow, it really, really works. Because once you start putting your heart into it and you really start to think really hard, your brain will then alter your from anxiety to gratitude. And then when you start having gratitude, it, it re releases good feelings of serotonin. Um, so then you start feeling really good and it relaxes you. You feel joyful. So it brings all the good feelings out. Um, and the scripture actually behind this is Philippians 4, um, verse 6. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstances and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. So even before this study came out, it was already in the Bible that your brain, God did not want your brain to be able to be anxious and have gratitude at the same time. You have to be either or. Yeah, and I think um, to build on that, to even take notice of your triggers with anxiety, to say like, oh, if I know I'm going to be in a situation that tends to make me a little bit more anxious or tends to make me a little bit more worrisome or a little bit sad, even beforehand, think of, start thinking of things like, I know I'm going to be here. Let me go into this thinking about all of the things that are good for me, that are going good for me right now, or thinking thanking God for me even being able to get to this place mm -hmm. and just building upon and kind of growing yourself with it, the mindset of being grateful to where when you get in those situations, you've already had the, um, I forgot the specific um, chemicals that it said releases when you're grateful, but already having that flowing, already having those juices going to where you're already in a positive mindset to where the thing that will usually make you anxious is like a small little nudge or a small little thing that you can just shake off. Yeah. And it's that prior planning of knowing to be grateful regularly. And it, it might just become an everyday thing where everywhere you go, you're just grateful. And it even said in the study that that can help to shape your brain oh, differently and yeah, it can help to have you a, a more positive outlook on life yeah. in general. Yeah, so. it mentioned that practicing gratitude regularly can actually alter your brain to think more positively mm -hmm. um, instead of noticing like the little negative things um, in different situations, which can put you in a bigger anxious um, state or spiral even. So it's good to just look at things from a positive view um, and it's hard. It's hard because I know sometimes in life, you know, I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with depression. Um, I know what it's like to feel heavy hearted all of the time and to feel like you're not and to like not know exactly where that feeling is coming, um, which is, I think, the most frustrating part. Sometimes when you're um, depressed, you don't even know why mm -hmm. you don't even know where the feeling is coming or why you're depressed. Um and I know like feeling what it feels like to feel a lot of pain to like not know a solution outside of suicide. Like I know what that feels like. So I know how hard it can be to try to alter your mind during those times. Um, but if you are dealing with things like that, um, yeah, I just want you to know that it's it's not forever. You're, you're not forever going to feel this way. It does get better. Um, and I am... Like, I have testimony of that. Um, I dealt with depression. I dealt with suicidal thoughts. I've dealt with anxiety. I still deal with anxiety. Um, occasionally, I feel like it's gotten a lot better. 
um, since I've um, had my relationship and has started to grow in my relationship with God, it's not often that I experience anxiety. I've actually experienced way more peace than I've experienced anxiety. Um, and even in the most troubling times, I think um, lately, um, I feel like I just get a sense of peace even when a lot of things are going wrong. I'm just like, oh, it is what it is. Like God, <laughs> God's going to pull me through. I don't know how. And actually, I don't even need to worry about it because God is going to pull me through. Um, but I never saw myself to be that person. I always, I never saw, like, I never thought that I would be that positive person or, you know, I always was the negative person. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like if I, you know, there was this one time that I owed so many taxes to the state because <laughs> I, <laughs> something was going on with like my taxes, like with my checks, like, I don't know, I wasn't paying enough taxes that I didn't know. Like there was an, uh, an error that had happened. And then I wasn't using enough like medical, like my medical money. Mm -hmm. So then I ended up owing like a ridiculously amount of tax money to the state. And I remember when I got that, I was so upset and I was so like, I went into panic mode. Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to pay this? Like, how am I going to, one, how am I going to pay this? And two, after paying this, how am I going to survive? I was literally going into like, I'm literally going to, my, my, like I started thinking like, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be homeless out on the street. I'm not going to have anything like, I'm, and like your mind, when you ha when you're anxious, it's so hard to kind of step back away from the situation and be like completely like clear minded and realize that like what you're like thinking is not real. It's not reality. Um, what you're feeling, so you know, feelings and reality are two different things. Feelings and facts can be two different things. So, um, you know, it was hard. For, like in reality, fact, I was not going to get be homeless. Like my husband was not going to allow me to be homeless. Um, my parents were not going to allow me to be homeless. His parents were not going to allow me to be homeless. Our families weren't going to allow me to like our friends. Even it's allow not, us to be it's not, it's not reality, but when you're anxious and when you're in it and when you're in the problem, it's so hard to kind of take a step back and realize that that is not reality. Your anxiety is not reality. So it, it went from that into where I am now, completely different person. I can not to say that I don't have my times where I'm like I know normal like we all get sad we all get down we all go through trialing times but it's easier for me to pick myself back up and to be able to lean on God and be able to have a more positive outlook um and I give all the glory to God because it wasn't until I began my relationship with God that that started to happen for me um, to realize he came through for me so many times that now I'm just like, well, why wouldn't he come through for me this time? He's done, he's, you know, changed my life, come through for me in every situation, every child that I've been through, he's been by my side. Um, and each time he's allowed, grown me and I've, you know, come out stronger each time. So it's really important to kind of just take a moment to really, really, really try to look at it. Um, and be positive, even if it's not for the situation, if you want to be positive about something else that's going on in your life, that is good too. Um, and then that can kind of help you guide to be look at the situation that you're currently dealing, dealing with in a positive way. Yeah, and I think it's very important when you're in those really, really lows and when you're going through that really, really hard time 
to try your hardest to resist the mindset that you're helpless yes. or that you've tried everything and that there's just no other options out there, mm -hmm. that, that everything, this is as worse as it gets. This is the absolute end. Just don't, I know it's hard in those times because you're going through so much and so much can pile up on you and the enemy can really be stomping on you on a daily basis and just trying to resist that mindset that, oh, I'm helpless. God, even God can't help me at this yeah. point because there's so much that he can do in it. Yeah, and it's just right on the other side. And I think when- You just when, have to surrender. Yeah, and surrender and give it to God, honestly, because the enemy will try to get you into the mindset of thinking that you're helpless, and then you'll freeze and you'll say, yeah. you know what, I'm just stuck here, this is it, this is just what it is. And mm -hmm. the, the key to taking, or even like getting out of it, and the key to like taking your next step to getting out of it is just taking any step, like take yeah. a step in the right direction, take any step to try to help the situation, like try, mm -hmm. try the, what we were talking about with being more grateful, try praying, taking yeah. any step is a step in the right direction. Yeah, looking for a therapist. Looking for a therapist. Therapy, um, a lot of people put therapy down, but I'm telling you, therapy, therapy is done. works. Wonders. Therapy works. Especially if you're one of those people that you don't know where this depressive, these depressive feelings are coming from. You don't know where, what's triggering, trigger, triggering the anxiety in you. Mm -hmm. uh, therapy can help you. It is a tool that can help you find those things out that can heal those parts of you. Um, therapy works. I'm a big advocate for therapy. Therapy can also help to break cycles. Like, yeah. People don't realize it, but in certain different relationships, as we were talking about earlier about cycles, the enemy will have you having the same argument with your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend over and over again or in just different ways or dating the same type of person oh over and goodness. over and over. And you're like, man, why, why do none I of my relationships yeah, hurt? Why do I keep, you know, why do I keep dating cheaters or why do I keep mm -hmm. dating this type of person? Like, why do all of my relationships fail? It's not always the other person. <laughs> it's sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's you uh, feeling feeling um, a, some type of void or feeling some type of um, thing that you're missing um, that you didn't get as a child or you didn't get as an adolescent or new trauma that you've gotten as an adult. Sometimes it's you using those things and finding people that are broken in different areas and then having relationships with those people and then the relationships aren't working it's so good to go to therapy um even if you're healthy it's mm -hmm. good to go to therapy like healthy in the sense like you're not dealing with depression you're not dealing with anxiety it's good to go to therapy even when life seems like it's going great because it allows you to just talk certain things out every not everybody goes through challenges and it's good to talk those challenges out to kind of process things um, and help somebody, you know, somebody help you process those things. It's every, I think therapy is for everybody. <laughs> Definitely. Cause I didn't, I didn't know. Well, I knew I needed a therapist, but we were just going through sessions and I'm just talking and she was like, Oh, you did this because of this. And I was like, wait, how do you know me though? And we like two or three sessions in and I was like, you just unraveled some like, 20 year old stuff that has just been sitting around like i'm like what is going on so you never know what you can impact just by talking to somebody who's unbiased and yeah. who's been trained to 
look and pick up on different things. So we definitely, or even talking to, if your church has the opportunity to pastors or getting involved with men's groups or different things like that, or women's groups, or if you're a couple, getting involved with couples groups, just to talk with other people, because you'd be surprised of how many people are going through what you're going through or have went through what you went through. That's another thing. I think we might have touched about that on um, the last episode, but like if you're going through something, try to find people who have already went through it and have won. Don't just go to somebody that's like, oh yeah, I was married once and don't, (laughs) don't go to the guy who's been divorced four times or asking for marriage advice if you're going through troubles. Obviously find somebody who's happily married and is or at least you think is happily married and is actively like Working where you want to be. Find someone who is where you want to be and not yeah. just somebody that's going to lead you the wrong way and yeah. give you the wrong advice. Yeah. Not to say that those people can't give you good advice, but that might not be the most reliable source. It so. shouldn't be your only It shouldn't be your first choice, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the people who are multiple divorcees. <laughs> but yeah, um... I would also like to add for Christians who are going through these different things to remember that we're not battling these things with our own strength, that we have a other armor and we have other things that are supporting us, that are picking us up, that are going to get us through this. And there's a purpose for everything that we go through. Mm-hmm. Not saying that God put this enemy or this roadblock on you or in your way on purpose to the God wouldn't do that. Yeah, we should clear that up. It, God doesn't God doesn't put you through bad things. Mm-hmm. He allows for bad things to happen. Um, but he's not the source of those bad things. That is the enemy in himself. The enemy, again, is here to kill, destroy, and steal. Kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. <laughs> so that is not God mm-hmm. that is doing these things. Um, God doesn't cause cancer god doesn't give you like diseases god doesn't cause you wars yeah that is not a god thing but god does allow for certain things to happen and that could be for many reasons um oftentimes um like for like the example again with george foreman george foreman lost everything but god allowed that to happen because he wasn't understanding what he wasn't grasping that he needed to change and he was living his life um, in, in infidelity. He was living his life um, following money only. He wasn't spending time with his family. So he was living a life of sin. Mm-hmm. So God wanted to show him, okay, when you live a life of sin, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You lose things. When you don't live a life in a God, as a godly man, this is what happens when you don't lean on me. This is what happens when you, you know, so God allowed certain things to happen, you know, because he wanted to live in a life of sin. So God allowed him, gave him free will, allowed him to live a life of sin. But he was like, okay, this is what happens when you live a life of sin. And in doing so, he allowed him to lose everything in order for him to look to God for guidance. Mm-hmm. And it was then that when he reached out to God, that God blessed him and restored mm-hmm. everything he lost times five. Not to say that yeah. bad things won't still happen because the Bible it's even life. says that um, <laughs> bad things shall fall on the just and the unjust. So it's 
being a Christian or believing in God doesn't just make everything perfect and make everything, you're, every, you're never going to have problems ever again. We're still in spiritual warfare. Exactly. Even as a believer in Christ, even as a follower in God, you're, we're, still, we're still in spiritual warfare. We're still battling against the enemy. We're, we're still in a war mm-hmm. um, against sin and against the enemy and against um, fleshly desires. So life is life. And mm-hmm. I know you guys have heard of, like, you know, life is hard. You know, life is unfair, and that's, like, true even when you are Christian. But for that, we do have a scripture <laughs> that says, We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And that's Second Corinthians 10, 3-5. So even though like we're in the world and we have worldly problems, we don't tackle them with worldly tools or we don't tackle them with worldly weapons. We tackle them with God's armor and with God's weapons. And we pray against not just what's happening, but the stronghold and the the presence of everything that's happening. Yeah. Like we don't pray against, oh, that, that uh, driver that cut us off or that time we got really upset. We pray and we are working against the spirit of anger and we're praying against the the sin and the just that presence of anger you you fight with love you give the person the person that's completing or doing the sin you give the that person love and you pray against the sin Mm -hmm. because the person isn't the sin Mm -hmm. those are two different things just because someone's committing sin doesn't mean that they are I don't know how to explain it. Like the person, although, cause we all commit sin, we mm-hmm. all fall short. And whether that be, you know, and I'm saying like extreme, like murder and lie, like it doesn't matter. They're both sin. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we confuse law and sin where we think like murder is worse than a lie. They're both sin. So you don't want to, wish bad upon the person you want to love the person no matter what they did because that's what god would do that's who jesus was Mm -hmm. and you forgive the person but you pray against the sin and you pray against the enemy because the enemy is the one that drives people to um do sinful things um and also like against their flesh because their flesh is what causes sinful things to to happen yeah and i think even that that's I feel feel like the thought process to, to weigh out sins and to shun certain people who do certain sins and that's even a work of the enemy because yeah. God holds all yeah. sins equal and mm-hmm. it's truly a true or false thing. Yeah. It's only one right answer. Like you either don't sin or you do. And I think putting certain sins on a pedestal and thinking even with the law system, obviously we have certain laws that put things, um, certain crimes are worse than others, but God doesn't look at it that way. Yeah. It's right or wrong, right. and that's it. And you can come back from either thing mm-hmm. as long as you ask for forgiveness and you are, you know, know who your Lord and Savior is. If you ask them truly forgiveness from your heart, God knows where your heart is, you can come back from anything mm-hmm. and he will forgive you because that's that's why Jesus died for us. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important. It's important. I think that's sometimes too why like, and not to like get off topic, but 
I think sometimes too, like that's why people kind of steer away from Christians because I feel like some Christians kind of show like um, not a loving side, like not prejudice. Some, yeah, are super prejudiced, and like I think some Christians like show um, anger and evil, and like they do it under like as like under Christianity. And they don't show love to everybody. Like that's that's you know to show um, prejudiceness and like what I would call like um, the like what the stereotypical Christian is. I feel like that sometimes can throw people like away, move away from like God mm-hmm. and stuff. That's not who God created us to be. Like God created us to all love one another, all embrace each other for who we are, um, and pray for each other because everybody falls short. Everybody sins. Um, and you know, not to like hate somebody because they live life differently or sin differently than you do. We all sin. We all sin in different ways. So don't hate the person, hate the sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, one of the last points that I was thinking of sharing is that even if you're in one of those low points, God can still use it as a way, even though it wasn't, God didn't bring it about. God can turn it into something beautiful and to use it as into something that can grow you. Like there's times where in the seasons or there was a saying or I saw somewhere or maybe I just made it up in my head. I thought I saw somewhere. (laughs) But that in like our hardest seasons and that in the times when we're going through the hardest things, the things that we learn then are what we use when we're going through the seasons that we love. So even though you were going through that time where you had to like struggling in work, you had to grind it out and everything was just going horrible. When you get that promotion and you making that good money, if a challenge comes, this is nothing. I've been through the struggle. I've been through worse than this. I can do this easy. Mm-hmm. So in those times when you're struggling, trying to find a piece of like, what could God show me through this? Or how could I work? Or how can God still, or what is God still doing in my life? Mm-hmm. Even though I'm in this pit, like even though I'm going through this and even though I'm struggling with this, what area am I got in my life is God still touching? Because there's no way the enemy's touching everything. Yeah. There's no way your entire That's life, and point. it can feel like that. And I'm not saying that you won't feel like that, <laughs> but there's got to be at least one area in your life where God is showing you, like, that I'm right here. Yeah. There's a light still here. Yeah. There's something That's that really you can still point. look forward that to right here. It goes back to gratitude. Mm-hmm. Being Having gratitude. Really, like, thinking, like, what God, really sit and think about what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. Even even if you're not someone that feels you have a relationship with God, God is still working your life. You're just not you're not um, you're not seeing it. You're blind to it. Really sit and really challenge yourself to think. Okay, what has God done for me? Whether that's give you a really good parent or giving you chances. You keep messing up and you should be in jail, but He has giving you chance after chance after chance and has like removed you from terrible times of your life, like terrible areas, Mm -hmm. you know, like really like sit and think, or if you got in a really bad car accident, yet you walked away unhurt, really sit and think like, what has God done for me? Yeah. Look at your blessings and count them because I bet you, like, there is somewhere, yeah, like you said, that God is, has been really working. Like, uh, now I've had it happen to me at times. So I will say I'm not perfect with this. I definitely think that because I'm more aware of it, I try to be. But there was a time where, like, my car 
had to get a, a whole bunch of work done. I had to spend maybe a thousand dollars just to get it fixed. It was flooded and everything. And I'm sitting in my car like, man, I really got to pay for this. Like, this sucks. And then all of a sudden you see a car that's like 10 years older than mine drive by with donuts on all four tires. And that's just some, wow, I'm complaining about this, but I have the money to pay it. My car is still a nice car. And once I get it fixed, it'll be running really, really nice. There's people who not only don't have cars that are as nice as mine, but there's people who don't even have cars. Mm -hmm. And I'm complaining that I have the ability to pay to get mine fixed. Like it's perspective and just having that mindset of like, God is still in this guy. Although my car is broke, I have the money to fix it. Mm -hmm. Is it an inconvenience? Yes. But if I got through this, God is going to get me through anything else that comes my way. And the scripture that I have for that is for our light and momentary troubles are achieve or for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an internal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that's second Corinthians four, seventeen through eighteen. I was in second Corinthians a lot for this. <laughs> but that's just showing you that Everything that we're going through is temporary. And if you lock your eyes on God and you lock your eyes on what is the eternal life, you think we're here for a speck of the time that compares to what we'll spend with God. Just focus on that and think about, you know what? This is temporary. This moment in my life, this thing that I'm going through, this argument, this problem, this is so small in comparison to all of the time that God, I'm going to spend with God. Let me just see what's on the other side of this. Or let me just hope that I'll have more happiness than this despair that I'm going through right now. Yeah, completely agree. And I think um, there's some ways that you can kind of help fight against spiritual warfare. Number one, prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer. That is number one. Um, It's prayer is power. It's prayer will get you very far if there's nothing else that you do pray because mm-hmm. prayer will guide you through everything um don't just pray to god when you need something pray to god all of the time when you wake up in the morning thank god for waking you up in the morning because a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. when you are going through a challenge pray in the moment and even if it's something super super short like god I am going through this. Just give me patience or give me the strength. God, give me strength. That's a prayer. Yeah. Um, God, give me before strength. Before bed, pray. Um, when you're thankful, pray. When you're going through something, pray. Pray. Always have a communication with God. Always let God knows what's going on, but God likes to have a relationship with us. So always be just like you will call your best friend up when something mm-hmm. crazy happens. Talk to God about everything. Um, and, um, as Ephesians 6, 11, um, discusses always put on the armor of God all the time. Um, it's important to really just prepare yourself mentally and physically, as well as spiritually when it comes to different experiences, different challenges in life, um, positive or negative, um, you need to prepare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that this helped 
We hope that we were able to break it down a little bit better and get into depth about what spiritual warfare is. We hope that something that we say can help you through your trouble. I know we covered a lot, talked about a lot, uh, but I hope that if there was one thing that in this entire episode that helped you get through a battle or something that you are facing now, have faced in the past, or help you to close the door on, or something that you may go through in the future and you can revisit this episode, I hope that it helps. And yeah, we will see you soon. Yes. And yeah. yeah thank you.